Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages live down the internet. This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. We are streaming live down the internet from London. This show is dedicated to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. On tonight's show, we will continue to discuss the subject. What is God's grace and why do we need it? We will be studying what the Bible teaches. Our guest speaker is based in Hertfordshire, in England. More about our guest after we've had some music. The shining jewel of the ancient world Babylon worshipped gods of stone Power and pride were evil twins that ruled her heart and throne. She was likened to a harlot. Fornication was in the wine that filled the cup. From which she drank sins of every kind. The golden head of Daniel's vision. Would topple given time As would nations, kings and merchants Intoxicated by her wine The prophets tried to warn her Heed the writing on the wall Turn from her wicked ways Before the day The wrath of God would fall Oppressor of God's people Babylon so powerful and strong She thought she was invincible But God would prove her wrong 
filled with glory shall descend with a shout proclaim Babylon the great is fallen she will die in sin and shame another voice from heaven will be heard across the earth to give a warning loud and clear to those who claim to be God's church come out of her my people be not partakers of her sin for I'm coming back for a glorious church undefiled and pure within to him who worships me in spirit and truth and is faithful to the end I will say well done a crown of life you've won come sit is God's grace, and why do we need it? We will continue to discuss this subject tonight with Sister Sharon Davy. Have a pen and a paper ready to write down some notes.
Let's now call Sister Sharon and see if she's available. Hello, good evening, Sister Sharon. Good evening, Brother John. How are you? Yes, fine. I'm very well, thank you. You're live on Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. Just glad that you're keeping well. And Sister Sharon, tonight we'll be discussing these questions together. What is God's grace? Why is the gospel called a dispensation of God's grace? Why was the Apostle Paul a special example of God's grace? Why do we personally need God's grace today? And what will happen to all who reject God's grace? So before we start our discussion this evening, shall we have a word of prayer together, please? Indeed, let us pray. Most gracious Father, in heaven, we just want to give you thanks and praise for the opportunity that we can come together in the name of Jesus and to just talk with each other on topics concerning your son and the gospel of the kingdom. James 1 verses 5 says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and uprideth not, and it shall be given. So, Lord, we ask for the wisdom of heaven. But before you outpour your wisdom, we ask for you to blot out our sins, cleanse us from all iniquity, and allow your spirit to have his absolute sway in our lives. Touch our lips with the coals from heaven, and sanctify us by your truth, for your word is truth. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Sister Sharon, what is God's grace? Well, we discussed it last week, so it's going to be a matter of just reviewing this particular topic. What is God's grace? And the scripture that I shared with you last week, and it says repetition deepens the impression. So Ephesians 2 verses 8 and 9 says, For by grace are he saved through faith, and not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And we dis- the Bible repeatedly calls grace a gift of God. And Ephesians 4 verses 7 says, but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. We discussed last week again that grace is not unconditional. It requires me. It requires the listener any believer in Christ to believe in God's promises, which we can find in his word, and to obey his commandments. And you brought out last week, Brother John, that grace is an essential part of God's character 
And you gave the example of Esther, that God's favor towards us, we are unworthy, but it matches his favor, his mercy, his grace, his love, his benevolence is all encapsulated in grace because it is a gift from God. Another aspect of grace we talked about last week is that it is power. And we looked at 2 Corinthians 12 verses 9, and I will read in your hearing. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of God, or power, sorry, the power of Christ may rest upon me. And if we change the word power to grace, that the grace of Christ may rest upon me. And you know, it's interesting because, you know, when we talk about things of God's kingdom, it does not parallel with things on the earthly kingdom. So when we think about um, 2 Corinthians, sorry, 12 verse 9, and it talks about Jesus's power, it is saying that when we are weak in Christ, when he is in us, we are made strong. And not only strong, we are made perfect. Now, in our carnal minds, we will play down our weaknesses and focus on our strength. And then we place pressures on ourselves because we want to do things in our strength. But God is stating in his word, my grace is sufficient for you and my strength is made perfect in weakness. So when his grace, his power is in an earthen vessel that believes in him, we are made strong. And it is a powerful verse that flies in the face of our current culture that teaches us that we should do things our way. Uh, The power is in me. No, the power comes from God. And when we are in the spirit of God, we are then made perfect. But most of all, we are made strong. So we now need to change our minds and become spiritual beings because we are focusing on the wrong things in life. Instead, we should shift so that the things that are the thorns in our lives, which we don't have the strength to overcome, are the areas where God is strong because we are made perfect through his strength. And we now know that he is enough for us. He will be our strength. He will give us overcoming power for the things that so easily beset us. And, you know, when we believe in God, we can then substitute our name into into this text. My grace is sufficient for you, Sharon, or my grace is sufficient for you, Brother John, because with Jesus, 
plus our weakness. When we come in his name, we are made perfect. Right. So, in essence, the listeners, um, again, recapping what Sister Sharon has stated, the grace of God is a gift that's given to mankind. And it's a gift that is given freely by God, but we have the choice as to whether we want to receive it or not. And as she shared the grace of God, there's, there's power with the grace of God and there's strength. And the, the Bible brings out these different attributes and principles to us in order for us to understand more about this favor that God has given to sinful man. So, again, we can listen back to the show that we had covered last week and add that to what we've shared this week. And so, understanding that the grace of God is his gift towards us, his gift that brings salvation, and that is freely given to us for us to choose to decide whether we would like to receive it or not, knowing that there's power in God's grace for us to overcome sin. Now, and also again, I'd just like to share that in Titus chapter 3 verse 4, where it says, but after that the kindness and love of God our Saviour to all men appeared, understanding that it's the kindness and love of God that underlines his grace. Why is the gospel called the dispensation of God's grace, Sister Sharon? Now, this topic is a very big topic, and I'm only just skirting around it. So I will encourage the listeners to be like true Bereans and to go into it. But if we sort of pick apart the question, why is the gospel called a dispensation of God's grace? Yes. Well, let's look at the word gospel. The word gospel signifies good news. Now, the gospel of the Son of God is the good news of salvation through Jesus Christ. We talked about it last week. When men fell, when man in the form of Adam fell, what happened? The angels wept. Heaven was bathed in tears. The Father and Son review the contingency plan that was made from the foundation of the world. And Jesus offered to undertake the cause of fallen man. He offered to die that man might have life. And the father consented to give his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The first promise was made to man that the seed of the woman would bruise the serpent's head. And that was the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Jesus, when he came into this earth as a baby, the angels sang in the plains of Bethlehem to the the, the shepherds as they were watching their flocks by night, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth and goodwill to men. Why? Because the gospel was now 
being played out before humanity. Jesus Christ was coming to show what the dispensation of grace is. Now, let's look at the part, what is the dispensation of grace? Let's look at Ephesians 3, verses 2 and 3, and I will read in your hearing. Ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me, we're talking about Paul, to you word. And you word means to God, to ensure that it's protected, but also to be dispensed out. How that by revelation, he made known unto me the mystery. Now, what is the mystery? Now, let's go into the dispensation of grace. We know that the dispensation is when we dispense something, we are given out. So the dispensation of grace is the giving out of the gospel, the gospel that God has love and mercy towards mankind, that unmerited favor, which we call grace. And during that period of dispensation, when Christ died on the cross and was resurrected, there was a special gift given to humanity, grace, favor. And God required someone to give out this knowledge of grace and favor to mankind. Jesus was being that dispensation, the grace of God. Paul was on the Damascus road, stopped from doing the work that he thought he was doing on on the cause of Christ. And he was enrolled in this job, which is the divine commission to dispense the gospel to the inhabitants of earth. We have of the example of Noah, he was given a gospel of his time, which was to stop sinning. And if you want to live, enter into the ark. That was God's grace for that time, which was to enter into the ark and to be saved. Yes. And this for our time now, there is a gospel of the kingdom, which is God is giving his grace and favor to humanity. He is giving us powers, power to overcome sin. And if we take on board this power, we will be made perfect. Yes, let's pause it there, please. Let's pause it there, please. Yes, it's a big topic, Brother John. Let's just pause it there, please. (laughs) Let's just take our time with this because um, just to re-emphasize the point that uh, again Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 2 to 4 because the scripture here says if you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which is given me to you would how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery and so as sister Sharon has shared here is that the dispensation of the grace of God is a passing of knowledge the knowledge of the grace of God to the Apostle Paul to give to the people. You see, as Sister Sharon had said, in Noah's time, it was his mission to reveal the grace of God to the people. And the Apostle Paul, as Sister Sharon 
has has said it was his duty to then pass on the knowledge, the mystery, which the scripture says, as I wrote afore, in few words, when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. You see? So, and I've just interjected this, um, Sister Sham, because um, it's good for the listeners to understand quite simply that Christ is the center of scripture and that all throughout yes. as we uh, as we see the grace of God it must be understood as you've been sharing and as we've been sharing that whenever you see the grace of God mentioned it's talking about Christ it's talking about his mission towards us because that's where he is the embodiment of the grace of God you see so I just wanted just to slow down a bit there and just to re-emphasize no that, problem. Um, that point because this is so important and um i shall now let you carry on sis yes and as i said it's a it's a very d- deep and vast but beautiful knowledge and you see this grace transforms humanity so this grace, this power that Christ placed within our heart, yes. the enmity that we have against sin, gives us power to be what? Disciples. It allows the fruits of the Spirit to be manifested in the life of those who are now dead yes. to the impact of sin. Yes. Okay? It will not only affect the way that we speak, but it will also affect the way that we act because we are now partakers of his divine nature. Now, this wonderful grace that was revealed to Paul and is now revealed to us, okay, is now working through us and because we now have this knowledge of the saving truth it now makes us disciples of God and we will then be very much like Paul willing to share the gospel of the kingdom and the beauty of this gospel is that there is no separation You know, where the Jews had the dispensation, where they had the law of God um, and they became very, um, um, in a way that they forgot who gave the law and loved the lawgiver, but they became lovers of the law and doing the law. They forgot the lawgiver and they just became um, operators of the law. And so when Christ came, this gospel became open to the Gentiles. So everyone now, there is no Jew, no Gentile, because the Holy Spirit is going to be acting in the life of everyone. Where there was a wall, a middle wall partitioning, that wall has been removed. And so through Christ now, we are now in one spirit. We are now all baptized into the body of Christ where there will be no Jew, no Gentile, no bond, no free person because we are drinking into the one spirit 
but we are grafted okay, in right. Christ. Let me just, um, I'll just quickly read through this text because the time is moving on. Just to yes. share where Sister Sharon had um, shared this verse from, or this, this knowledge from. This Ephesians chapter 3, verses 5 to 11. It says now, carrying on, which in other ages, this is the mystery, which was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body, and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. Which is what Sister Sharon was sharing, that it's not just Jew, but that the Gentiles should be partakers of God's promise in Christ. And again, unto me who am less than the least of all saints is this grace given, that I should preach upon the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world have been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. Now listen to this, listeners, to the intent that now, unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places, might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God, according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so you see, the gospel is called the dispensation of God's grace because through it, the church of God on earth, made up of Jew and Gentile converts, has been given favor by God to show the principalities and powers in heavenly places God's eternal plan for the universe through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, through the gospel, God's grace, his favor, and kindness and love shown towards all men Men are given an opportunity, as Sister Sharon has shared, to be part of God's plan for the universe through Jesus Christ the Lord. So, Sister Sharon, we've got to move on. Um, okay. Yes, the time is moving on. And um, now, why was the Apostle Paul a special example of God's grace? Well, um, it's interesting because Paul experienced God's grace in a powerful and life-transforming way. Yes. You know, we we know that he was walking, traveling to Damascus with an, a mission of his own, and suddenly he was struck down. And it talks about it in Acts 9, verses 4 to 6. And it yes. said, And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. Yes. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembled, and sorry, and he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do yes so that transforming experience changed him and yes. made him um a, a, a servant of god and notice his word he wasn't like what do you you know i, I don't think i'm capable of doing it he right. told him what will thou have me to do yes and we know from there he was baptized he was empowered by the spirit of god and it said immediately he preached 
the Christ in the synagogues that he is the son of God. And from there, he, you know, he just took the gospel of the kingdom and he shared it in, in writing and through the preaching. Yes. Now, Sister Sharon, as you were sharing this point, the Lord had impressed this upon my mind. You know, many people don't believe that Jesus resurrected from the dead, as you know, right? They believe that it's a farce. But in reading this, this is the testimony in Scripture that the Lord Jesus was speaking to Paul, you see? So here we have proof that Jesus did resurrect from the dead because how could a dead man speak to Paul? See, so true. How could he? You see, and so and um, and as Sister Sharon had had said and shared, and I agree one hundred percent. We see the humility of Paul in this instance, in that because it's he he's the first answer he said was, "Lord, what would I have me to do?" You know, and um, again, I'd just like to sh- share and add to. Sister Sharon's testimony here is that if we look at First Timothy chapter one verses twelve to thirteen, the apostle Paul says, "And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who have enabled me for that He counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, who was before listeners a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious." But listen, the Bible says, "But I obtain mercy." because I did it ignorantly in unbelief, you see. And then again, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10, the apostle says here, but by the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was in me. And so the scriptures, Paul gives his testimony through the scriptures. He gives us his history, he explains who he was, he explains that God had mercy upon him because he was initially a blasphemer and a persecutor. But because he did it ignorantly and in unbelief, the Lord had mercy on him. And So we see from the life of Paul that God gives men time and favor, grace, to give them an opportunity to understand who Jesus really is and to accept the salvation that he offers. Because Sister Sharon, he didn't really know who Jesus was initially, did he? No. No, no, no. And this is why he was quite happy to persecute anything and anybody that was doing something against what the Sanhedrins were doing. But the moment he he saw Christ, he became an apostle of God. And he was given that dispensation to go out and, you know, he was fearless, you know, yes. fearless. And this is what God requires of his children. But when we meet him and we have that testimony that we will become fearless disciples of the kingdom. Yes, amen to that. Now, why do we personally need God's grace today, Sister Sharon? Well, we, we talked about it um, at the beginning that, God's grace saves us. And we talked about that in Ephesians 2 verses 8. And it says, for by grace are he saved through faith. So we need this grace today 
because we need to be saved. But most of all, it's our faith in Christ and, and understanding his word. You know, God's grace empowers us to be conquerors through Jesus Christ. Because when God enters our lives to save us, he's not just entering in and in, inhabiting. He, we have to be voluntary making those decisions saying, I choose right. you, Lord, again and again. And he came to deliver us from bondage. So any vices that will hold us back, that besets us, he is saying to us, we can overcome through him being in us. Okay. And his grace gives us a new life. Yes, let's pause it there once a more, please. A new life. Let's pause it there Sorry? once more. Let's pause it there yes. once more, please, Sister Shan, because... Again, I'd just like to reiterate the point that you're making because we're making quite a few points here and which needs to be hit home to the people. Choice. Choice. Sister Sharon has said choice. And this is the key in that because remember, as we shared before, that many people think that you just, God's grace is given and that's it, there's nothing for you to do. If that's it, you've just shown favour, you can live as you please. But Sister Sharon had made an important point, which is why I thought that we should just pause in it again, that even though God's grace is a gift that's freely given, we've still got to make the choice to receive it and to comply with, with the conditions of grace, you see. And then we will reap the benefits of God's grace, as the Apostle Paul did. So that's all that I just wanted to Pause on again, Sister Sharon. No problem. So carry no on, problem. please, sis. Carry on. Okay, yes. And, you know, God, God's grace justifies us. And if we look at Romans 3, verses 24, it says, being justified freely yes. by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Yes. So he is making, he's making us right in the sight of his father. Right. And then, of course, um, the text that you read earlier on, which is 1 Corinthians 15, verses 10, God empowers us to do service. Yes, and right. it says, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Right. And his grace to me did not prove vain, but I labored even more than all of them yet not I, but the grace of God within me. Amen. So we have the faith in Christ, and that natural faith will make, make us work on his behalf. Right. Amen to that. And so, again, listeners, what Sister Sharon has shared was that we need the grace of God to empower us for service, you see, because it's through his grace that we receive his love and his power. And just, I'd just like to share Romans chapter 5 here, just quickly before we move on, because here the apostle yes. gives the contrast, verses 15 to 21. But not as the offense, so is also the free gift. Now, notice the contrast, listeners, and again, you'll see that this is all in harmony with what's been shared tonight. For if through the offence of one, many be dead, and much more the grace of God, 
and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, have abounded unto many. For not, and not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. So the gift isn't as one that sinned. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in one by life. So we see that there was an offense, but then there was a gift of grace. There was one that sinned unto condemnation, but then the free gift unto justification. There was an offense unto death, but then there was a gift of righteousness unto life. So all these are positive traits, traits that will strengthen and ennoble. So as Sister Sharon's been sharing, we really need to understand our need of God's gracelessness, you see. And as so the Bible is clear, and we encourage you to take your time, because as Sister Sharon said, it's a very broad subject, and we are doing, by the grace of God, our best to share these principles with you so that you can understand that it's not as most people teach in Christian churches, many Christian churches, that you just accept God's grace and that's it, you can live and, and, sin, and sin as you please because you're covered. No, grace is not given for us to sin. It's given as a power for us to overcome sin. Listeners. Amen. You know, this grace is perfecting us, not encouraging yes. us to, to become um, debased yes. in any way. Amen. So, Amen. what will happen to all who reject God's grace, Sister Sharon? Wow. Now, it says, well, you know, if we think about it, those who reject God's grace is rejecting Christ. Right. And there is no middle ground or sitting on the fence. There are two groups, just as there was Cain and Abel. Right. You know, one chose to do what was right in the sight of God. One chose not. And if we reject Christ, we're choosing to follow Satan. In other words, those who reject or neglect the grace of God through the gift of his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, is choosing to be on Satan's side, whether they want to admit it or not. And if we look at Hebrews 12, um, verses 14 and 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 so on, because it's quite, we could go all the way down to 29, but I'm going to stop at 17. It says, um, Hebrews 12, verses 14, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Verse 15, looking diligently, lest any man fails of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up troubles you, and thereby many be defiled. So if we do not have this grace, this favor, and then the power that will be perfecting us, there is just going to be declension. Yes. We are going to fall and fall and fall, and we will then start harvesting those those roots of sin. Verse 16 says, lest there be any fornicator 
or profane person as Esau. Now look who they're comparing him to. As Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. Verse 17, for ye know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with bitter tears. So we can see that if we do not accept God's grace, which is a birthright now given to us through Jesus Christ, we become no better than Esau. who did not understand the value of the blessing that came with the birthright. I'm going to now support this now a little bit more with 1 Corinthians 6, verse 9 and 11. And it says, verse 9, Know he not that the righteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? So this is a question. Be not deceived. Neither for sorry, let me go back because I read that wrongly. Okay. Know he not that the unrighteous, sorry, that now makes sense, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, sorry, idolaters, sorry, nor adulterers, nor effeminate. Now come on with these are the things that I'm talking about in our times. Nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor um, covetous, nor drunkard, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And verse 11 says, and such were some of you, hey, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified. But ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Yes, right. So that particular text is quite clear. Who will not be inheriting the yes. kingdom of God? Yes. And you had mentioned something that I believe amongst all these different character traits. There was one that stood out for me this evening that the word shares, the root of bitterness. And the reason is that many people, they have bitter feelings against something that a husband's done to them, a wife has done to them, a child has done to them, a brother or sister. This is one of the traits if we're not careful and if we don't allow the Lord to, by his grace, soften and refine, that we will end up losing our eternal life for. You see, and I believe that's one of the reasons why God has singled that out in such a way, Sister Sharon. You see? Amen. You see? And so, listeners, all that we can encourage each and every one of us to do is to study the Bible and to take on personally those things that the Lord reveals to us because the Bible is a personal book. I might, there might be one trait that stands out to me. There may be another that stands out to Sister Sharon. It's personal. And so we have set up this radio station and these shows to reveal the word of God to you so that you can take it personally and take these matters to God yourself. 
So, Sister Chan, we'll have a break now, and then we'll come back with some closing thoughts. Amen. Giveth more grace when the burdens grow greater. He sendeth more strength when the labors increase. To added affliction, he addeth his mercy. To multiplied trials, he's multiplied peace. His love has no limit. His grace has no measure, His power has no boundary, no none to men. For out of His infinite riches in Jesus, He giveth and giveth and giveth When we have exhausted our store of endurance, when our strength has failed ere the day is half done, when we reach the end of our hoarded resources, our Father's forgiving is only begun. His love has no limit. His grace has no measure, His power has no boundary, no none to men. For out of His infinite riches in Jesus, He giveth and giveth and giveth. What is God's grace, and why do we need it? Sister Sharon, closing thoughts for this evening. Well, you know, Hebrews 4, verse 16, tells us that we are in need of something. And it says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in times of need. You know, we are living in the last days and we will not be able to overcome in our strength, regardless of what the world will have us think in their psychology of self-help programs. We are in need of the grace of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And he used the writing of Paul and many of the apostles and scriptures to support this. And Hebrews 4 tells us, verse 16 tells us that we can find this, but we need to come to the throne of God. 
and it just recaps the whole nature of the story of redemption. God loves us. He gave his only begotten son to save us. And he has given his grace that will not only strengthen us, not will not only uphold us, but it will also give us the strength that we will need to stand in times like this. Amen. Amen. Sister Sharon, shall we close with a word of prayer now? Yes, let us pray. Most gracious Father in heaven, we just want to thank you for the opportunity that we could come together and just discuss the grace of heaven, the grace that is offered to everyone that are called the sons and daughters of the Most High God. Help us to come before your throne and place ourselves there knowing that when we sacrifice our lives, that Jesus Christ will live within us, who is the hope of, of glory. And he will uphold us. He will sustain us with his right arm of righteousness. Lord, where bitterness or any sin has captivated our minds, Help us, dear Lord, today, today to surrender these things so that the Lord can use his spirit to perfect us, his word to sanctify us, and his power to justify us. I pray, O oh God, that each person who is listening, and including myself and Brother John, will lean on the everlasting arms of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that you answer prayers. We thank you that like Paul, we will have a testimony to talk about the goodness of the Lord. Help us not to be fearful, to be disciples of the Most High God. But we are what we are because of the mercies of Christ. And he is willing to do a good work in all of our lives if we will surrender all. So we surrender all on the altar of sacrifice. And we thank you for the infilling of your spirit in our lives today. May we walk in the faith and the knowledge that you are able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before your throne. We ask all these things in the name of Jesus, who is perfecting our character as we rest in his promises. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Sister Sharon, thank you for being a guest on Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. Listeners, if you have any questions, or if you would like more information, please send an email to inquiries at wildernesspublications.org. Or you can send a text message to 07944062786. If you live in the United Kingdom, please contact us with your name and address, and we will send you a booklet called God With Us. If you have the Android app for Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio, Go to the ebook section, then find the title Bible Readings for the Home. At chapter 80, you will find the subject, The Gospel 
in the Old Testament. This chapter will give you more information about today's topic. You can also listen to and download our radio show podcasts at https colon forward slash forward slash voice dash i n for november dash t h for hotel e for echo dash wilderness dot podcast page dot i for india o for omega forward slash on next week's show we'll discuss the question what is the difference between meditation and prayer well that's it for tonight's show until next week good night and god bless Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages live down the internet. This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week.